Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 2 of You Have Failed with me, Say Invader, aka Ewan, where this week we are almost following on from last week's episode where last week was a big focus on Arrow now that it's ended and its legacy and this week we're going to be following up by discussing that legacy. In fact, the new potential spin-off that will be coming of that legacy, Green Arrow and the Canaries. And obviously this will be a different format from what the show is was conceptualised as, where normally the show will, and going forward, will be about things that I feel strongly about from my past, TV shows, games, films. Whereas this week I thought it'd be good to actually talk about the future, in fact. Just to mix it up a bit and have it so it's not always reminiscing and I can have more of a creative and critical look at maybe the future of certain franchises rather than just reminiscing about the past mix it up and maybe get some content out there if you like this idea please let me know in the discord server or on twitter on either my personal page or the you have failed page or if not also let me know I'm all up for new suggestions and I want to make this podcast as good for everyone as possible, especially you, the listeners. So without further ado, I think we should get into Green Arrow and the Canaries, starting with the fact that this spin-off has already had its backdoor pilot. Arrow as a show was a host to many, many backdoor pilots. It backdoor piloted The Flash, backdoor piloted Legends of Tomorrow, and obviously now it has backdoor piloted Green Arrow and the Canaries, which will be more of a direct spin-off than the other two, because this will be taking place 20 years after the events of Arrow and the current Arrowverse shows in the year 2040, as is presented to us in this backdoor pilot. Now, the main character is Mia Smoke, now Mia Queen, after reconciling with her father after meeting her in the past and having respect for him over the great sacrifice he made for the entire multiverse and especially his city. Now, we've been introduced to Mia before through the Season 7 Flash Forwards. We were first introduced to her as Blackstar, and then we later find out that she is Oliver and Felicity's grown-up daughter, hence some of her very uh, obvious character traits, which we will get to in a bit when we discuss her and what I think she could be as a leading character. And through those Flash Forwards, she develops a story, and then through Season 8 of Arrow... She then gets brought back to the past by the Monitor and meets her father. Because one of her key character traits is the fact that she grew up not knowing her father. Because just after she was born, Oliver was called to crisis. And as we all know now, Oliver gives his life in crisis to save the entire multiverse and rebirth it anew. So Mia's whole backstory is she had a mother, but she never had a father. And originally she was quite resentful towards Oliver for that because she blamed him for not being there and saw it that he chose to leave her he didn't want to be with her but through meeting him through season 8 she grows towards him they grow together and she grows to realise that what he did leaving he did for her so that she could live every decision he made was for his family and he made that decision so that his daughter Mia who he loved very much could live and after explaining to her that the last thing he did before leaving was go into her room and and hold her. She grew respect for him. And then we get to the events of Green Arrow and the Canaries, where we are thrust into a 2040, where the events of the flash-forwards from Season 7 are completely rewritten, because in rebooting the multiverse, Oliver has changed things. It's not this dystopian future that it was 
in the flash forwards of season seven, Star City is safe. For the last 20 years, due to Oliver's sacrifice, there has been no crime in the city. But suddenly there's a, there's a resurgence of crime and Dinah Laurel Lance and Dinah Drake from the present have been mysteriously transported to the future. Laurel has the knowledge that in a year's or so time, the city will be put into ruin through crime and terrorism. So her, Dinah Drake, go to recruit Mia Queen and reboot her memories. Because at this point, she has no memory of meeting her father in the past, nor of the previous timeline where the future was in ruins. So they find a way to jog her memory, and the three of them come together. She dawns the hood and becomes the new Green Arrow in honour of her father. The Canaries suit up one more time, and they go and they save the day, which ends up being one of Mia's friends has been kidnapped. But that's just a general run through of the synopsis of that episode, because I don't want to get too much into that and make it too much a let's talk about this one episode, because this is this episode of the podcast is more talking about Green Arrow and the Canaries, what it could be going forward. Now. I think it has potential, but not potential for eight seasons like Arrow did. At the moment, if they introduce new uh, character points, new elements, it could quite easily go on for the eight seasons that Arrow did. But with the premise that they have set at the moment, I think one or two seasons is probably where this show will be capped. That is not to do with the uh, the actresses that are taking part. And leading the show, nothing to do with the inability of the writers, but with the premise they've got at the moment, they've got the time frame, but they're currently in 2040, they've got till 2041, 2042, to save the day from this looming threat. And I have no doubt they will probably, if the show gets greenlit, it's a good point to announce at this point, the show hasn't yet been greenlit for its own season, that was just a backdoor pilot that we've had so far. But... It does get greenlit. It'll be interesting to see where it goes going forward because I'm assuming they'll probably want to get as many seasons out of it as they can. So they'll probably add new character elements, new characters, mix and match. You know, get involved with different characters, new plot lines. Try and keep it fresh, rather than just what they've got at this moment. But they are going to have to find a way for this big resurgence in crime to keep being a thing, so that they keep fighting to honour Oliver's legacy. And that is the big thing, it is honouring his legacy. His legacy at the moment being Mia, who is very much her father's daughter, but very much her mother's daughter. She's strong, confident like her father, and got a fierceness and a fire. But she's also sassy, intelligent, funny, like her mother. And she's definitely a perfect blend of the two, and the, the actress, Catherine McNamara, she's portrays it brilliantly. In fact, I saw an interview recently where she was talking about her prep when she got the role, and she said she studied Elicity, Oliver and Felicity, immensely to pick up their traits and try and get Mia as close to her parents as she could. And from what I've seen so far, I would say that she has perfectly encapsulated what the daughter of those two would be. A very fierce but kind human being. And a character that has potential to lead a show for many seasons just like Oliver Queen did. I think Oliver Queen obviously holds a special place in my heart from watching him all those years, so I have the bias of thinking he's probably better fit to lead the show, but that's through my own bias and knowing that he has. However, I think Mia is probably just as equipped as a character, and Catherine McNamara, as an actress, is perfectly equipped to lead this show into the future. 
living up to the legacy of Arrow. Because as I say, as a character, she is perfect. She has the traits of Oliver to kick ass, take names, shoot a bow and arrow like no man's business better than anyone else, really. But has also got the the character and a felicity to be bubbly and laugh. She's almost the two of them in one person carrying a show, and of course that's going to work. And I think her plot lines are endless because she's got the dealing with the fact that her parents are gone, dealing with her brother, dealing with all these new relationships because people she knew from the original timeline are in different places now and she can't look at them the same way anymore because in this timeline she sees them in a certain way but she remembers them from another timeline and maybe they were an enemy, they were a friend and the relationships were completely differently. Completely different, terrible English. But that's that's what's interesting about this and I think she has all the potential in the world to lead a show. But I think the problem you also have with the characters and leading characters is in Laurel and Dinah because they're pre-established characters who have had multiple seasons of development in Arrow already and if I'm honest they've probably had full character arcs there's nowhere really for their characters to go they'll just be flatlining and stagnant for the whole run of this show unless they think of something new to add to their characters but the problem of doing that is Will they fall into the same traps that they did with Arrow? Will they be creating melodrama for the sake of creating melodrama just so these characters can have something to do and have room to grow? When really, from season 5 onwards, which is when these iterations of these characters were introduced, they've already had completely full character arcs. I mean, look at Laurel. This is obviously Earth 2 Laurel. She starts out as the villain Black Siren. A very vile person working for Adrian Chase. Originally, in The Flash, working for Hunter's Zolomon. Uh, Zoom, but then you get through to season five. She's working for Adrian Chase, Prometheus, and tricks the team. She fights them on Leanne Yu, manages to escape and survive. In season six, she's working with Caden James and Ricardo Diaz. Season seven, she's joining the good guys, but a bit more reluctantly, really. She's actually pretending to be Earth One Laurel at this point, uh, taking over as DA and everything. And then season eight, she's a full fledged hero and a part of Team Arrow. She has had a completely full character arc from cold-blooded murderer and villain to, to hero and good ally of Oliver Queen and the rest of Team Arrow. And then you've even got Dinah, who went from being lone wolf, lone cop, to being a real team player and a fundamental part of Team Arrow and police captain in Star City. They're two characters that have seen and done everything they needed to do as characters to grow. In fact, if you look at the end of Arrow, you see that Laurel had this connection with the Earth-1 Tommy, because they both lost their versions of each other. Earth-2 Laurel lost Earth-2 Tommy, Earth-1 Tommy lost Earth-1 Laurel. They have this sort of budding relationship going that would be an avenue to go down, but Tommy's still in the past. And then you've got Dinah, who goes on to a new city in Metropolis, to start a new life and those avenues would be good if not explored it's more left up to the imagination of the audience old diner's gone off to do this laurel might get with tommy laurel might not but instead they've been thrust into the future and the only thing i can see them doing with their respective characters is explaining how they got there there was this big mystery about i'm well i'm pretty sure laurel was brought by the legends now i think about it but 
Diana's mystery of, oh, she was on her way to Metropolis, I think, and then suddenly she was in the past. Past? Future. Suddenly she was in the future. And that's really the biggest thing you can do with it, is the whole mystery of why are they here? Why now? And that's, I think, the biggest problem this show might have going forward. It's not the, the time restraints of 2041, 2042, because in reality you can add more plot threads that we might discuss in a minute that can lengthen the show and pad it out for three or four more seasons. But if the characters stagnate, that's when you lose the audiences. It's not just the story, it's the characters. And whilst Mia has loads of room to grow as a person as she's juggling old memories, new memories, living up to her father and her mother, looking after William, her brother, and all of these things, she has so much room to grow because she's pretty much a new character, if anything, a few seasons, but even then the development wasn't really on her. So she has so much room to grow. But the two people she's working with have already had their full character arcs. And whilst, yes, Mia is the main, main character, but it'd be like having Oliver having a great character arc and Felicity and Diggle standing next to him doing nothing, just being the same through the whole show. And that wouldn't have been fun. What made Arrow such a good show was the three core people all had their own arcs and development. Yes, Oliver was the main one, so the focus was on him at all times. But Diggle and Felicity had their own arcs and went on their own journeys through the show to grow to be the characters that we loved. And I'm not saying Laurel and Dinah as the two Black Canaries are bad characters that we won't love. Because we do love them. I think they're brilliant characters from Arrow. The problem is, as leading characters, they have no arc going forward. Mia will be charging forward with all of these problems, learning to be like her father, learning to be the new hero of Star City and living up to the past. Whereas these two, they've got nothing to do. Yes, they'll be good mentors for Mia, probably good friends, and I've got nothing wrong with that, and the character growth will probably come from their friendship budding between the three of them and that relationship. But other than that, the characters, unless they add some massive twists really has nowhere to go. And I'm not saying that they won't think of something, because the writers behind the Arrowverse are geniuses. I have no doubt that they might find a brilliant way to write in these new plot threads that really thrust these characters into completely unknown and weird situations that can thrust their character arcs forward. But my problem is, well, my concern is, that they'll overdo it and it'll be once again melodrama for the sake of melodrama and it won't be enjoyable because these characters are being thrust into oh look at this weird situation that's coming out oh what's going to happen here and I'm sitting there thinking was that really necessary because yes they're not doing anything otherwise but you've made it too ridiculous and too unnecessary like the arguments that between old Team Arrow and new Team Arrow back in season 7 and 6 they weren't really needed, they were there for character growth. By the way, I did quotation marks there, you prob you can't see those because you're only listening, but they were there. And you do something like that, and it stops being as enjoyable. And I don't want that for this show, because I think this show has great potential. As I say, with the whole thing in the future, it's probably going to be the colliding of the old reality and the new one, as characters... As you find out, Mia's fiancé in the current reality was the leader of the new Deathstroke gang in the old reality, and you actually see at the end of the episode he gets his memories rebooted. So that would be an amazing conflict between who they are and where their relationship goes from now on, because they are engaged, but one is 
Green Arrow and the other is Deathstroke at this point. And it'll be interesting to see how that goes, and they'll probably develop it in future. More villains will, will turn up for Mia Smoke to combat, because you can always think of a new villain and a new threat. It doesn't have to be related to Oliver. It could be related to Oliver. I think keeping it grounded in Arrow and maybe having a villain be a resurgence wanting revenge against the Green Arrow or just thinking now's the time to strike back against this city wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But once the problem there is you've got to find the fine balance between, yeah, we're going to keep the legacy of Arrow going, but this is its own show. You can't just anchor it too much in, yeah, we're a sequel to Arrow, everything from Arrow is now ours. And I think that'll be the interesting thing. And I think a cool thing they could find a way to do would be the crossovers. Because obviously, all the other teams, barring the Legends, because that is a completely different kettle of fish at this point. It's I love Legends of Tomorrow, it's so wacky and weird. But the rest of the main series shows that you've got for the crossovers, so The Flash, Supergirl, Black Lightning, Batwoman, all the main shows, all set on Earth Prime, all set in the present, so currently 2020 at the time of recording this and the time of release of the episode. The Legends, as I say, are wherever they want to be in time. So unless every time there's a crossover and you want this Arrowverse show to be in it, you get Barry or the Legends to come bring them back to the present. But then I think the problem you have there is if they're in the very next crossover, you've got the whole point of, well, how did Dinah get to the past? Well, straight away... Sorry, to the future. Straight away, she's being carried back to the past. And I don't know if that will work too well if the whole arc behind well, why is she in the future in the first place has been resolved if straight away, oh, legends, ooh, look, you're back in the past now. And I think that's that's the biggest problem this show will face, will be fitting it into the crossovers. Because, yes, you'd need time travel every single time. And the problem is you could say, oh, just don't have them in the crossovers. But the big Arrowverse crossovers are loved by fans and they'd want these characters in it if they've got their own show. I mean, look, they had to bring in Black Lightning and Supergirl ended up crossing over. Oh, so they was under this Arrowverse banner. If Green Arrow and the Canaries gets greenlit, they'll want it in the next crossover. And I think that's going to be a problem with the time gap unless you find a reasonable way to bring them back. But then you need to find the balance between, well, Dinah doesn't know why she's in the future but you just brought her back to the past anyway. So is this a bit of a weird paradox thing? Does it conflict the, the storyline going on in the show at the moment? And that'll be something that, once again, I'm not decrediting the writers here. I think the writing team behind the Arrowverse do a brilliant job, and they'd find a way to explain it. But that's just my opinion on this, is that you'd need to find a clever way to balance them out in crossovers. Because you've also then... The character arcs come into that as well. Because, as I say, Dinah and Laurel, whilst they have had their full character arcs, they've never been main characters. So they've never had a big, big role in the crossovers. But now they've become in as the title characters of their show, having main character status. So you'd think, oh, the character arc will develop. But they've already had their time to have their character arc. Yes, Mia would be brilliant in those situations, working with all these people who worked with her father, like Sarah and Barry in particular. But then you have the other problems that Laurel and Dinah are sort of just thrust into that situation with no 
I'm not sure they fit in those sort of situations. But once again, it depends on how their characters are brought into the show and how well they're presented. Because they could, you know, kill it in the next crossover. Considering Black Canary as a character was, and is in most iterations of the Justice League, a founding member. So that would be very interesting to see how they do it. But then you've got the problem of, do you bring other Arrow characters back? I mean... Legends have gone through all of the trouble to go to the future to bring back Mia, Dinah and Laurel. Do you bring in Wild Dog? Do you go and get Diggle? Who may or may not be a Green Lantern now. We don't know if that show is getting greenlit. Please greenlight it. I would need more John Diggle. I need John Diggle as Green Lantern. But that's another thing. If you go, if the Legends go through the effort of... You've got to go all the way to the future to pick up Mia, Oliver's daughter, and these other two... Well, why don't you get the rest of Team Arrow? I know they're retired now, but if there's a big issue that needs a crossover, you're going to need all the help you can get. You need Curtis, you need Wild Dog, you need Diggle, Roy, Thea, and, you know, the list goes on. And this is where the fine balance of this really needs to be found in the fact that you need to find a way to not only balance the plot of the show with the new character slash old characters being the leads... But also then think of the bigger scheme of the Arrowverse. And the fact that how is this going to work in crossovers with the big 20-year gap? Because maybe they just decide, no, these characters won't be in the crossovers. I highly doubt that will be the decision they make. Because the way the Arrowverse works, the big crossovers have all the characters. They've, they'll find a way. But again, I have no problem with that. Mia Smoke has quickly become one of my favourite characters within the Arrowverse. Not just because of her position as Oliver and Felicity's daughter. As her own character, she won me over with her own charm, her own wit, her own character. And I gravitated towards that. Maybe, yes, because she is slightly like Oliver, because I always gravitated towards him. But in her own way, and the actress does a brilliant job at conveying this compelling character that I really wanted to know more about. And I'm the main reason I want a Green Arrow and Canary show is to find out more about Mia. And what she can become and can she live up to Oliver? Because I think at first I thought the main reason I'd want this crossover is I just want that tiny sliver of Arrow left. Because that's what I was feeling and I suppose I still am now because it's been, what, three, four weeks, maybe more since Arrow ended. Every time I watch the finale, I still cry. Still can't get over it. Can't believe it's over. And so at first when... I thought about this potential spin-off. I thought, yes, just one last sliver of Arrow. It'll be there. But now I think about it, and you can't think about it as one last sliver of Arrow. You need to think about it as its own show, with Mia as her own character. Yes, she's the daughter of Oliver Queen and Felicity, but she's Mia Queen. She's her own character. She does her own thing. And I think that's what's most important when thinking about this, is, for me anyway, I need to realise that you can't see it as Arrow point two. This is Green Arrow and the Canaries. It's the legacy of Arrow, but it's got to be its own thing. But, as I say, then you have to find that fine line between it's its own thing, but you've got the two Black Canaries who are very much Arrow characters. Because, yes, Mia is as well, but she was never established enough that... Yes, she's from Arrow, but she's new enough that she can have her own show, the same way Barry started out in Arrow in two episodes, 
but then became the Flash in his own season. Mia was in the Flash forwards, but even then she wasn't the main focus of other people as well. And then season 8, she met her father, but once again, Oliver was still front and centre for Arrow, that she can have her own show. Whereas the other two are enough developed characters, being in the show enough as side characters and companions to Oliver, that their development's done. Do they really need their own show at this point? And this is nothing, I feel like I need to say this, nothing against the actresses. Katie, uh, they're both fantastic. Fantastic actresses. In fact, Katie Cassidy has obviously been on the show since season one, playing Earth One or Lance all the way through, and she's done a fantastic job the whole way through. And even the actress for Dinah Drake has done an amazing job as the seasons have gone on. And this is nothing against their acting abilities. I love both the characters and I love both the actresses. I think they're brilliant, and honestly, they were such compelling characters. But that's the problem. They have already been such compelling characters. And to be compelling characters, you needed that character arc in the first place. And it's been there. Laurel's gone through the ups and downs of being a villain, to being a hero, to accepting that she's loved. Dinah's gone through low morph. Let's be part of a team. Oh, do we trust Oliver? Yeah, we do. I'd give my life for him. Let's be the Black Canary and represent Earth 1 Laurel after she died. Whereas Mia hasn't had that yet, and that's why she could lead a show. But could they? And I know, yes, Mia's the title character, but if they're going to be title characters as well, they need something too. And that's, I think, more of the negatives, but also the positives. I think it could go forward as a show, and I really want it to go forward as a show. It just depends on execution. But I feel like that is a good time for the mid-episode, once again, quotation marks, little game that I'm going to be running. This week is a quote not necessarily said by Mia Smoke, Mia Queen, but about her. Once again, join the Discord server. You have failed, become a failure today. And in one of the tabs on the server... There'll be one for the interactions for the podcast, pretty sure it's called Podcast Interactions off the top of my head, where you can finish this quote and tell me what is going on in this scene. Who are you? This is Mia. Very short clip, but there's not much about her at the moment because, as I say, she's a very new character. But it's a very prevalent scene in Arrow, a very funny one. And I thought I'd make it a bit more difficult this week, though, because it is only a short clip. Who are you? This is Mia. What is said next? The person who said this is Mia is obviously Felicity. So what does Felicity says next? I cut her line short. But now we've spoken about the characters and their potential. Let's focus more on what I feel like the plot could be going forward. But as I say, at the moment, you've got this future that's sort of divided because it had the one reality where it was a dystopian future, but now you're in a utopian future that Oliver Queen has saved. Crime is gone for 20 years. And as I say, Mia is then reawoken, if you like. She remembers everything from both realities, becomes a green arrow as the Deathstroke gang is resurfacing. And as I say, you see at the end of the episode, this hooded, masked figure, I don't know if he's wearing a mask, you don't really see much about him. You just see that he then refreshes um, JJ, who 
is Deagle's oldest son's memory, who became the leader of the Deathstrokes in the dystopian future. You see, he gets his memories written, so obviously there's this villain going around trying to cause trouble in restarting the Deathstroke gang. And I say, this is probably going to be the issue that Laurel came with a warning for, for this, hopefully, first season of the show, where they're trying to stop this resurgence of the Deathstroke gang, because you can't carry that plotline on. The Deathstrokes can be a re reoccurring villain. I think they'd be brilliant just having that gang in the background at all times. But I think this plot with the person who obviously ambushed JJ at the end of the pilot episode, backdoor pilot episode, sorry, and what he's trying to do and the chaos that he's trying to create would be a great one for a season, season and a half. But after that, you're going to need something new. Because that only lasts until you've already given yourself your time frame for that. It's a bit like, you know, the whole island thing and the fact that some people say Arrow should have ended after five seasons because they gave themselves the time frame of five years on a deserted island. But I'm glad it didn't because season eight was brilliant and you got some other unique things going on there. But what could you do with Green Arrow and the Canaries? And this is where it's more speculation from my part because we don't know. Mia Smoke is a completely unique character, so having her, she has no villains from the comics that you can reference and say, oh, this is who she'll fight, like you do with Oliver, you know, he has Malcolm Merlin, he has these other villains that you can say, are oh, probably going to show up. And that's the other thing, So, you, but you could use a DC rogue gallery as a maybe idea for who could show up, but even then I'd have no way to know because Oliver and Green Arrow stop borrowed a lot of villains from other shows, primarily shows, comic book characters, primarily Batman in Ra's al Ghul, Deathstroke is more of a Teen Titans villain as well, Prometheus is more of a Justice League villain slash Batman villain, although Prometheus was changed a lot. And this is where it does get interesting because Mia doesn't have her own villains. Yeah, you've got the Deathstroke gang, you've got whoever this masked figure is, other than that, we don't really know who she could be facing. And that's what I find so interesting, because really the show does have that potential. Regardless of characters and character arcs, it has potential to keep going forward, because they could keep adding character after character that we don't know about. Could the League of Assassins return? We know Thea was working hard in the present to disband them. But could they resurface? Could, I don't know... A newer version of Prometheus show up? Could Adrian Chase have had a hidden child? I doubt it, and that'd be too much retcon, but something similar to a Prometheus life um, storyline. But then, once again, I think <laughs> Green Arrow and the Canaries is what I'm, I'm now realising through talking. It's very much walking on a tightrope. But, but whilst, yes, I think it should go ahead as a series, 100%, I want this to be a series. It's very much on a tightrope at this point, and it's balancing between you've got to stick to your roots and the fact that you've come from Arrow, but you can't blatantly copy it, otherwise people aren't going to watch it if you, they just realise, well, this is just a rip-off of Arrow. So the villains have the same problem, because you could go down Arrow-ish routes and have a Prometheus-ish character, someone who resents Oliver Queen, so he's coming after you know, the legacy that he left, which is now Mia, and she, obviously her trying to uphold his torch. But then, well, that was done in Season 5 of Arrow, and Season 5 of Arrow was done brilliantly. So, 
Well, you wouldn't want to watch that all over again, knowing you could just go back and watch season five of Arrow, which was a fantastically done season of television. And this is where even I'm now struggling to think of villains, but this is where obviously I'm not a writer for the show and I don't have the ideas or ways to incorporate it. And it's not that I don't have the ideas, it's more I'm struggling to find ways to incorporate it without copying Arrow, but keeping it unique and keeping it also linked to the show. Maybe you could do a, a sequence where I'd be quite interested to see her fight maybe a version of her father. Not obviously as Oliver Queen, but maybe in a dream sequence I thought that would be a good idea to see her actually fight Oliver. Although the fact that she's the hero of the show, she'd probably have to win. I'm not sure of the idea of seeing Oliver Queen lose. But that's the thing with this show. I'm realising, yes, it's a tightrope. But it's a tightrope where if you get the balancing right, it will lead you down so many avenues of possibility. Because you could do so much with it. But it's the balance that makes this show. Arrow had a balance, but it also... It was its own show that it wasn't copying anything really. Yes, if anything, it was copying Batman. But it didn't copy it to the point where it was a rip-off. It had the dark, gritty, realistic tone of the Dark Knight. It, st it stole, borrowed Batman's villains like Ra's al Ghul. But if you look at the Season 3 story, whilst it might have not been executed perfectly, it balanced it being a Batman villain and story, really but we've put our own arrow twist on it. And that's the tightrope that Green Arrow and the Canaries very much in following the show. Ironically enough, has to walk the same tightrope, but instead of balancing Batman and other villain things and its own identity, it's balancing Arrow and its own identity. And it's even harder for this show because its namesake is Arrow. Green Arrow, the Green Arrow in this series is the daughter of the previous Green Arrow. So the stories are going to be very much intertwined. But you can't have it too much. You can't have it be intertwined to the point where they're running the same story beats. And that's where I think the creative choices with Mia really come into place as well, now I think about it. Because you've got the problem of... She's very much like her parents, and that makes her a very interesting character and a very believable character. But you can't have her be too much like her parents, where she goes through the same development as... If anyone, she's going to go through the same development as Oliver. As the main character, as much as Felicity did have her own development, the way Mia's is going, the fact she's the hero, Oliver's development makes more of a logical route for the show to follow in terms of where she's going. But then you've got the problem that, beat for beat, is she just going to have Oliver's story? Stubborn, untrusting, or oh, now I do trust you, now I don't, the darkness inside of me. Honestly, from what I've seen, I don't think she will. The Arrow, the Arrow writers and the Arrowverse writers in general are better than that. Mia is a better character than that already, that she's not just copy and paste Oliver. Let's say she's copy and paste Oliver and Felicity put together in a perfect package, for a believable child of those two, looks-wise and personality-wise. But that could be one of the deeper underlying demons of the show that could grip it and drag it down and make it unenjoyable, because it could grab her as a character and the show is 
is it going to be copy and paste Arrow? And I really hope it's not, because I want to enjoy this show. I want this show to take off. I want it to be good. Whilst, in my opinion, it will probably never be as good as Arrow. I have nostalgia for Arrow. But I'm saying this before the show's even been picked up. I loved the backdoor pilot. If anything, this show could end up being better than Arrow. Maybe from a nostalgia point of view, Arrow will always be my favourite. But from a technical point of view, it has potential to be so much better if it improves on the mistakes that Arrow made. And that's another thing you've got to incorporate onto this tightrope that it's walking here is, is it going to make the same mistakes as Arrow? Or will it learn from forced melodrama and all this relationship crap that isn't really... that's forced in? Take away all the the forced-in gunk and keep the natural development, the natural relationships flowing. If you learn from the mistakes Arrow made, you could have a perfect show coming out here that could be better than Arrow, once again, from a personal point of view. I love Arrow, but you never know, this thing could overtake it. And this is where my passion lies for this, and that's why I wanted to do this episode, because it's a different kind of passion. My passion for Arrow is something of the past, something that's already happened, a nostalgia that's built up. My passion for this is anticipation of what it could be, what it, what it's evolving beyond. Because I do sincerely hope, as an Arrow fan, this show evolves beyond what it what spawned it. I hope Mia evolves beyond her father as a character. I hope it all transcends Arrow and doesn't get stuck in the past. And... As much of a pun as that is, the show is set in the future, so it shouldn't get stuck in the past. It should be its own identity, its own show. Mia Queen isn't Oliver Queen. She's his daughter. Yes, she's like him, but can she grow beyond? Because children or students are meant to surpass their parents, masters, teachers in that way. And this show, I believe, could do that. It could surpass Arrow. All it has to do is look at where its predecessor went wrong and improve on it. But also look at where it went right. And don't copy-paste plot points. But look, we'll see. Oh, Arrow did this right. It handled this very well. Why don't we try something similar and build on it in our own universe, our own show? Focusing around the daughter. Because I am truly passionate about wanting this show to take off. And with every cell in my body, I pray to all of the gods in existence right now that Green Arrow and the Canaries gets greenlit for at least a season. The pilot, I'm pretty, Backdoor Pilot, I'm sure was one of the most watched episodes of Arrow in season 8. And overall, from what I saw from statistics, unless I'm mistaken. Proving that people want this. People would enjoy it. So at least greenlight a season and see where you go. I think this is all about having a go now, trying something new whilst balancing the old, looking to the future, while still having your foot placed in the past. And maybe that's something that the whole universe can do going forward, because I've seen a lot of the shows have new intros, they've moved on from the old narration, because the narration of My Name is Oliver Queen was an Arrow thing, so even The Flash got rid of the My Name is Barry Allen and I'm the fastest man alive. The Arrowverse is growing and moving forward. And I think Green Arrow and the Canaries is that unique 
tie where, yes, it's very much moving forward, it's set in the future of all places, but has the unique privilege of being the closest linked to the past as almost the direct sequel to Arrow. But it needs to keep its own identity. And I know I've said that a lot, but that is the point that I think needs to be hammered home. If anyone is listening to this, either who <laughs> works on Arrow or, you know, the Arrowverse shows, I don't know if you are. If you are, thank you so much. It's it's a privilege to have you listening. But these are just my opinions at the end of the day. And I could be completely wrong. You could completely disagree. If you have your opinions, please let me know on the social medias, Twitter or Discord. They're all linked down on the King's Eyes Life page. Please do subscribe to the Twitters and do join the Discord server so we can have more interaction because there we can discuss things like the episodes because I would love to discuss with other people what you think on Green Arrow and the Canaries of the season and what it could be going forward. So that's really it for this week, guys. I know it's been a bit different. Please do let me know what you think uh, on the social medias, as I've said, and thank you so much for listening and I will be back next week to talk to you about Power Rangers and trust me I've got a good idea for that one you don't want to miss it speak to you next week guys